who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah, unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to another special episode of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas and it's another episode in our content creator series this week, we're going to be joined by Daniel Spencer, host of the Ringside Podcast. And he's got a few other fun stories, too, about working as a referee in Impact in Ohio Valley, being an extra backstage at WWE events, and a few more fun stories. And I like his story because of how much hustle he puts into his show before they even started. And it's, uh, like I mentioned in the interview, it's kind of a unique show because it's somewhat regional, but it's not. It's... It's just interesting, and I think you guys could get a big uh, kick out of it, and you'll enjoy it. And all of these content shows have been different, so if you haven't heard any of them, go back and listen. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, search for us wherever you favorite, get your favorite podcasts from. Search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you'll find that uh, from Joel from Revenge Point, Alex from Queen of the Ring, uh, Eric from Doing the Favor, and now uh, we have Daniel from doing from the not Doing the Favor, Daniel from the Ringside Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, as always, please do. We're at PPW Podcast, and you'll be able to find all of our show information there, stuff we share, interactions, um, all that other fun stuff. And as I mentioned earlier, subscribe to us, uh, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. You'll hear all of our shows, not just this, this content series, but everything else. The watch-alongs, Eric uh, Sanchez, Real Coast, and I have been doing. Uh, we just did WrestleMania 9, which was a fun one, which surprisingly a lot of you guys listen to. So thank you so much for that. But yeah, we got lots of fun shows coming up, so make sure... You're subscribed. I'm not going to talk too much more. Let's just get into it. Here is our interview with Daniel Spencer, creator, host, producer of the Ringside Podcast. I'm scared. He's here. One more quick thing. As you'll hear in this interview with Daniel and I, the audio is a little, I call backwards, where his audio sounds professional and mine sounds like a phone call. It was a technical issue, but it's okay. The interview still sounds okay. Enjoy, guys. We've got Daniel Spencer from the Ringside Podcast on the line. Daniel, what's going on? Hey, not a whole lot. Just uh, trying to enjoy this uh, this uh, crazy world we're living in right now, this pandemic. Yeah, it's, it's what it is. Like, everyone's in it together, and we're all trying to... Uh, you know, get get along one way or the other. But the point of this show is the content creator series, as I already talked about. And when I first sent that tweet out several weeks ago, I had a bunch of responses. And then obviously I couldn't get to everybody, but yours is one that I want to talk to. One is I think you have a little bit of a unique perspective being, I don't want to call you guys a regional podcaster for whatever reason, but you do have a lot of, I'd say, ins 
with the uh, Ohio Valley, uh, Louisville area. So mm-hmm. I think that's very cool because I'm sure you could talk about how you use that to your advantage sometimes creating your show. Oh, yeah. And then about the history of your show. Um, guys, if you want to follow the Ringside Podcast, it's pretty easy. Just like every other podcast out there, just whatever your favorite podcast app is, search for it. It'll come up. The logo is the uh, three-dimensional ring with the microphone and the post. It's pretty simple to find. And then Twitter at Ringside Podcast. Nice. So, uh Anything else you want to plug before we get started? <laughs> I mean, you know, or you can you can also follow uh, follow me individually at Daniel Spencer um, on the, uh, in Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, that's there as well. And um, you might uh, not only see podcast things, but you'll probably see me share a lot of OVW and Impact Wrestling stuff. And we can maybe throw into that at the very end of why I do that. Uh, yeah. Or d- during this interview, why I share a lot of those things more than yes. just uh, being a podcast uh, we'll, contributor. We'll, we'll get into all that. Yeah. yeah, because I think a lot of it, some of it ties together a little bit, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Because um, there's some stuff I want to talk to you about interview wise, too. Yeah. All right. So, Ringside Podcast, how long have you guys have been around? Like, when did you start your show? Do you remember? Yeah, abs- exactly. I know exactly when we started. We, uh, so, it's the, the official launch of the show was March of 2017. Uh, is when we launched March sixth to be okay. exact. I can tell you the exact date of twenty seventeen. And um, and we're now just to kind of give you a heads up. Uh, we're now one hundred and twenty six episodes. And by the time this probably airs, maybe there might be one twenty seven. So we'll go. We'll go. We'll say that. We'll just go ahead and say one twenty seven officially. Yeah. So you started in twenty seventeen. What made you think? All right, I'm going to start a podcast with my friends. Did you have any experience before? What was the catalyst? What was the moment? To say, all right, let's do it. Well, so basically, I mean, my, my story is a little, I'm, I'm one of those, like, uh, I like to exp- give you all the details, so I would say long story longer, but I'll try to condense it as much as possible. Um, it's a podcast. There's no rules. You can say as long as you want. We're all good. It's true. It's true. Uh, there was a, um, a, 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 a itch in me years ago when I, uh, I'm trying to remember the year, maybe 14, 15, maybe earlier than that. Um, I was, uh, yeah, it was definitely earlier than that, uh, probably 11 or 12, 2011, 2012. I was, uh, you know, Jericho and, and Steve Austin, all these guys had these podcasts. And then I would listen to another podcast out there, actually, that's no longer on the air, but it was on the air for about 20 something years on a radio from out of Canada. It was called Law, Live Audio Wrestling. And uh, I would hear uh, them, of course, Court Bauer was part of that sometimes, and uh, John Pollock, who's now at Posh. Or post, I'm sorry, post uh, wrestling. Um, they would they would do this show, and it was it was great. I used to love it. Every Sunday night, I would if I couldn't listen to it live, I would couldn't wait the next morning, download it, and listen to it on Monday. But hearing that, I hear a lot of perspectives. Some of these guys were kind of connected in the business, but some of them were like fans. And I would hear them because I I've always been in the Louisville, Kentucky area. I've always had friends in the business around the old VW, and I've known kind of and. I've known some of the insights of the business, but yet I later on I come to find out more and more. And like I said, we'll get to that later. But um, but I just was like, no, that's wrong. They don't know what they're talking about. This is ah, you know, they would complain about something or do this, and I would just get mad over. It. No, that's mm-hmm. not. That's the whole point. You're not supposed to like it. You're supposed to hate this person. He's a heel, and <laughs> it would drive me crazy. So I started a little show that I. It was called the Pal Driver Podcast. And uh, I think there was like six episodes out there, probably on iTunes somewhere. You can find it still. I think it's still it's still running. I believe it's still click on it or whatever. 
but I would have, I would talk, just basically it was me talking. And then I would, I, a couple times I had a guest on, and uh, one of them was my friend Clint, who's been on the show a few times. Have you actually met uh, Steve in, uh, in um, New Orleans? Yeah. Um, and uh, so it, it, he came on a couple times, and Jeremy, who's actually my co-host at Ringside, came on, and because I knew he was a big wrestling fan, and we were friends. Uh, we were both big Louisville Cardinal sports fans, so we were had a connection there. So we just we knew we, we, we wrestling is one of those things when you find out find somebody you know that likes wrestling and you have another connection you're like oh, you you what it's like the, the, the Spider Man pointing at each other like you you yeah <laughs> and you you know you become like best friends all of a sudden sure. so it was kind of like that with me and Jeremy so you know the good report was great it was a good episode and all that well then I, I mean I would put like one one a month out it wasn't I just wasn't consistent with it. And then um, finally, I just quit. I kind of like it was too much work. I didn't have enough time or whatever it was. I wanted to kind of, it wasn't what I wanted. When it wasn't what I wanted to do as far as the podcast. It was like, it kind of wetted my, wetted my whistle, so to speak. And um, about uh, a year or so, a couple years later after that, a couple other buddies were talking about doing a podcast, but we wanted to do it about everything, kind of music, uh, movies, pop culture, maybe a little wrestling in there too. Uh, do a show and we call it's called um, it, it was called which is uh, we still own the rights to it just the show uh, it's gone now but it was called uh, um, Off Our Meds and it was three guys and we basically just talked about whatever and it was pretty funny um, it, it show we would you know we get pretty raunchy on it and whatnot but it was ma- it was mainly a music episode or not, uh, music show I should say uh, we would play songs we would talk about concerts things like that and that's where I kind of started turning and learning more into the um, the 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 mixer side of things and the and what the audio should sound like and how to do this and how to how to um, you know what equipment to use and all those kind of things. But before all I had was a zoom a zoom um, recorder that I did when mm-hmm. I do video production and I I did buy um, a Sure fifty seven SM fifty seven I think I think it's the brand or the model and that was because Steve Austin said on his podcast what he used and I was like oh okay well if that Steve Austin uses then that's what I'm going to use. <laughs> now, of course that was right. Now, of course that was probably like six years ago so I don't know. What he uses now, but um, but anyway, so that's that's why I bought two of those and whatever. So I had the mics, I just didn't have the you know the really good equipment. So that's where I really learned the audio audio side of it and the mixing side and the the making it sound really good. When you um, when you were doing that, the mixing stuff mm-hmm. was that something? Because we're, we're bouncing around a little bit, but that's fine. Yeah. Were you were were you kind of teaching yourself, or did you have any background in? audio or anything like this besides uh, doing, your initial pile driver podcast yeah well i mean doing um yes yes and no i had a little bit of uh, of audio experience dealing with video uh doing video production and editing and stuff mm-hmm. but then when it comes to mixtures and things uh years ago I, I wanted to learn i was learning sound at a at a church which ran their stuff like a concert so it wasn't like just turn it up and down i mean it was legit they had everything lights and everything was synced mm-hmm. to lights plugged in so i was kind of learning that a little bit and the software and everything going on with it so i kind of dabbled a little bit into it but i still didn't like think about buying a mixer and doing all that because i just it wasn't on my mind it was like a, the cheap way possible so sure. my buddy mike who i did the um the other podcast with off our meds he uh he had this mixer, and I was like, dope. He went out and bought it and was like, this is great, which he was going to do music stuff anyways and record, but he was also using it for the podcast. And I watched him and kind of seen what he did with it, and and uh, that's where kind of like I, I really started playing more with, uh, okay, well, I don't have to 
this could this is like an at home thing. I'm think in my mind I'm always thinking like a big like a radio studio. Like yeah. I can't afford that. I didn't realize you and, and I I mean, of course it's to me it's like common sense now, but you don't think about this. I didn't realize you can go and spend a couple hundred bucks and get you a nice small little mixer. And you can even go cheaper well, than that, you know? So I'm glad you brought this up too, because this is one of the things I tell people like when they're on, like you don't know how e- easy it is to do it to get started. Like right. it's hard to keep creating shows and, cre- and keep getting better. But to just start talking, it's not that hard. And I'm glad you kind of realized that. So I hope other people understand, like, if you want to do it, it it's you don't need a studio well, and to you do it. You right? don't. And, and especially now, even – and that was even then. Even today, it's so much even easier and cheaper to have good quality equipment and good sound stuff to sound decent. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, before we started recording, we were teasing – we were talking about just how well one show is compared to the other, but yet we're all sound good. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. – it's just different levels. But uh, but yeah, so – and, and that what made me learn that, that – because I think the Power Driver podcast was just, you could hear the humming in the back, like fuzz, like from the air condition sure. running and things like that. So it was learning how to get rid of that and kind of play around with it and stuff. So that's what kind of brought me to that. And I learned about an awesome little free tool that you can download on on most uh, uh Max at least is Le- Levelator, mm-hmm. where you can go and take your file and kind of like level all the sounds out and everything too, and so things like that. I kind of learned, just like I said, basic stuff, just stuff to kind of get going. And I was still at the time, uh, but I did the Power Driver podcast because I, I did video editing. I was using Final Cut to do my audio editing because I knew how to do that per- that platform. It was just I knew how to cut and paste and knew how to do everything yeah. I needed to do, and it was just something I was used to. I never, even though I had GarageBand, I never used it. And, uh, but, uh, so that's kind of where, uh, things, now I didn't do the editing part of Offer Meds, uh, Mike handled that, but I wanted to, like, I wanted to do more, but I kind of like stepped back a little bit and, and kind of just, I'll yeah. let, cause that was kind of his thing, let him run it. Well, we ended up, um, kind of after about uh, six months, uh, it was a great show, but after six months we decided we're going to kind of stop, uh, recording just because of, you know, just everybody wanted to go their different ways. And one of the things mm-hmm. I did at the time was I was like, I, I got to do a wrestling podcast. So when, uh, when that, after that ended, I knew the, I knew where I was going to go and I knew I said, okay, mm-hmm. I want to start a wrestling podcast officially. And I said, the f- first person I thought of was Jeremy. So I reached out to Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy Wallman, who my co-host, and I said, hey, man, um, I want to do a wrestling podcast. I know we talked about it before you came on. My little thing I had in the past, all that stuff. I was like, let's, um, what do you think? He was like, I'm down. I said, now I want to do it weekly. Are you, can, can you commit weekly? He's like, oh, yeah, for sure. I was like, okay. And so we got together, and we had a meeting, and uh, we decided we'd try to come up with a name. And we sit there at BW3s uh, eating him and me, him and his wife, and we're all discussing kind of a business meeting. And we kept coming yeah. up with names. And my big thing, so I know uh, I know you've asked a lot about social media and names and stuff, and uh, for the other content uh, um, creators. And I said my thing was I wanted something that was different, something that was tied to wrestling, something that was that was like every like you can you can relate it to any kind of wrestling, not just WWE, not just whatever. You can relate it to, to wrestling sure. period, but also branding. We had to have something that we could, especially on social media, we had to be able to do it on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook and have the at names where because my biggest pet peeve is where you'll see someone have something on Twitter but their name is different on Instagram it's like it doesn't work and I did kind of I learned a little bit of my marketing when I was working in banking and I handled I did some of the marketing stuff it's key to have that branding like that Mm -hmm. um and so we we came we threw a bunch of 
throw ball names out there. We we had a list of stuff and uh, one of the things, and I don't know what I can't remember how we got to the word or to the name Ringside Podcast, but we did. We came. We got to that name. We tried. We really. I tell you what. We wanted the most though. We wanted this is awesome podcast is what we wanted, but yeah. Um, it just we could not. I didn't like we could we could have called it that, but I didn't like the fact that um, the either the Twitter or whatever was going to be too long. We had a we couldn't have this is awesome. We had initial it. I don't like initials. Like there was a bunch of different stuff that I couldn't we couldn't do. And I, when, and when you so. found out it was going to be a Ringside Podcast, like yeah. I, my first thought would be, oh, someone already has this. Well, and they didn't. Was that like a shock to you guys, or what, well, what happened with that? Actually, technically, they did. So what happened was. Okay. We decided this is it because we had it on Instagram, we had it on Facebook. It just was the only thing that made sense. Uh, and then somebody did have it on on Instagram, but the prop, or I'm sorry, on Twitter. But the problem was this person hadn't tweeted in two years. They had a show and they only had one episode. And, but okay. they linked their other page or their real page on it too. So I go, went to them and I seen that they're constantly tweeting all the time and they do a video game. They're all about video games. They do video game twitches and I don't know what, I don't even think it was Twitch or there. Maybe it was Twitch. It was something they would show all the time. Uh, okay. you know, and so I go, wait, let me just reach out to this person. And I think I, I can't, I, I know I got their name somewhere saved so I can always give them credit, but uh, right now I don't have it in front of me, but something to do with Zelda. I know that. So I reached out to them and I basically said, Hey, you know, this is what we want to do. We're starting a podcast. We want to call it Ringside Podcast. We really would love to handle. At the time, I, I had Ringside Pod saved because I could have that all across the board. Yeah. So I would. So I had a plan B, but my plan A was to get Ringside Podcast. Obviously, so I reached out to mm-hmm. them, and I even offered. I said, "Hey, I'll pay you for it. We'll name your price, whatever. Blah blah blah. If you're not going to use it." He immediately answered back and said, "No, actually, we haven't used it forever. I have no problem giving it to you. Um, it'll be." Give me a tomorrow. I'll go back in. I have to remember my password. I'll go back in. I'll I'll you know get rid of the name whatever. Sure. And it's yours. He messaged me back and he said, "Hey man, it's open. Go get it." So I immediately went that moment, got it, and it's it was done. I'll actually Ringside Pod was there. I just went and changed the name from Ringside Pod to Ringside Podcast, and boom. I wish I would have known. I would have grabbed it and sold it to you for a few bucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, not of course. I wasn't going to pay a crazy amount of money, but I mean, just right, I wanted I to make the right thing. I wanted to offer him. And uh, but basically, he said good luck to show, and and uh, he actually is still a follower of the because he followed the the thing. So, uh, so I'm sure maybe he listens to the show. I don't know, but so that's kind of where where all that came from. What about your format and how you guys decided from episode one to your 126, 27 now? It's probably it's changed a little bit, obviously, oh, yeah. from just the qualities of shows have gotten better, and you get into a groove, and you guys have really good chemistry when you talk, and that's been going for a while because you're friends. But when it when, what was your initial concept for the show, mm-hmm. and then where has it evolved to to where you think it is now? So the original concept we got, uh, Jeremy wanted me to meet a bunch of people and to, to, to bring in on the show. And I did agree that we needed a third host with a three-man booth. Um, he wanted to make it a four-man booth, and I was I was like I was iffy about it, but I said maybe at times. And so uh, there was a guy uh, which you ever heard the first episode. And sometimes we'll throw in jabs at him because he's still a friend of ours. Uh, he was a local independent wrestler named Ricky Chevy, and uh, um, not a very he's he's your typical. Um, indie wrestler that you see in the bingo halls and and just the just I, i'm trying to describe like 
I, I'm trying to describe him in a way without without dis, discrediting every indie wrestler. He's just your when you picture an indie wrestler, that's that's in your head. That's okay. Ricky Chevy. Let's put it that way. Okay. Not and not the not the AEW indie wrestler. I'm talking the you know um, the guy that'll never make it. Anyways, uh, so uh, <laughs> I have to throw that out there. I love Ricky, uh, but anyways, he wanted to bring him on. Well, after meeting in our interaction, I was like, uh, I don't mind him being on the show because he's funny. And I think we can bring him in on moments, but I don't think, and this is just the producer head that came on. I said, I don't think he's in every episode show. And he goes, why not? And I was like, I just, it just doesn't fit what we, where our, our idea was, what we're going to do. We want to make it, we want to be serious. We want to have funny times and moments, but we want to be serious. That's why we bring him in periodically. So he was going to be a once a month thing featuring Ricky Chevy is what the thing okay. was. Um, and then we, JK, JK was our third co-host. He was a guy that actually had just wanted to get in. He's, he's very smart, knew about wrestling, but very, was very afraid to get on the mic. Was very, uh, wasn't very good socially. So this is kind of a way Jeremy was like, let's, this kind of can help him, you know, cause I'm going to use him later in a, in another kind of podcast for sports. And I think this is kind of get it, give his juices flowing and getting going. And and I'm I was like, hey, I, he is he knows his stuff. I mean, I had no problem with him coming on, and the chemistry was there. So our original format was just we we were going to sit together. We had a couple topics. We wrote we wrote them down, and then we just recorded it. We actually recorded two episodes that never aired. They were tester episodes. We just wanted to fill yeah. the 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 flow and everything going. Um, and then, um, of course they were like, Aaron, put them on. I was like, no, 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 that's fine. So each episode was like, welcome to the first episode of ringside. It was, it was funny. Um, when we finally did that, that episode, we recorded two that night because, um, uh, fast lane was the pay-per-view of, of, of that, that Sunday. So we recorded, uh, welcome to ringside. Basically there's our pilot episode officially. And then we went ahead and did the fast lane and we did like a bonus episode. Like we figured, I thought if I want to debut, Let's debut with an episode and then a bonus episode. You are it's like you're telling me like, I'm starting to catch up. You're telling me this. This is stuff that like you guys that I would think about way later on. Your first episode and you're like, we gotta do this, we gotta do that. So it's an interesting to hear you talk because well, I don't know how confident you were, but yeah. these are just like grand ideas for the first couple episodes. It's well, I very think impressive. That was that was the thing is that I, I wanted I, if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it big. Go big or go home, right? So I okay. I mean I didn't want to have I didn't want to get on the air until we had a logo. I didn't want to do like all of that stuff. Like I didn't want to announce I didn't want to Did this make drive it. your co host nuts like all this stuff you're doing? Was it driving not, them nuts at not, first? Not really because they well they were just like when are we going to launch you know do we go do you have a date yet? I'm like, well we're working on the logo, we're working on this, you know, all this stuff and um, yeah. and I, re- and I remember like not in the idea of the logo, I mean, immediately uh, Jeremy go back and forth. He teases like, because if you listen to the show, we banter a lot. He's like, I came up with the logo idea, but he really didn't, but he did help with a lot of stuff. So I don't want to say that <laughs> okay. he didn't, you know, it, it, it was a team thing, but my idea was the, the microphone, just the logo, what it is, but yet I still, I envisioned it, but yet I, there was pieces missing. Of course, we decided colors red and black, and that's because we're little Cardinal fans, and that's the colors. We decided how we wanted to look, the crisp, and I reached out to a good friend, Kyle Gordon's his name. He's a, a local artist here, and he did he did the previous logo of R4 Med, so I was like, well, he's definitely going to do ringside. And um, he um, he came up, he kept coming back, back and forth with different ideas of logos, and I kept saying, no, 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 that's not it, that's not it, and finally... Yeah. Boom, he came up with it. Um, I was like, that's it. That's perfect. And then um, we got the logo we had. I trademarked it. <laughs> like, I did it all. Like, I went ahead. I was like, I'm just going all out and doing this right thing. Uh-huh. 
uh, because you know why not? And uh, yeah, okay, got, so you're, you're doing all this stuff before yeah. the first show. Before okay, the so first let's show, the, let's get let's get to the first show. We're gonna be here for two hours. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I, know. To I told you it's a long story, even longer, right? It's it, I like uh, it though. I like it. Let's yeah. let's go. So we're so, at, we're at your so, yeah, first so we, show idea. We the first show was just kind of a welcome to the show. We're gonna what we're gonna discuss. We're gonna we, we yeah. move down topics and. Uh, the topics, I mean, were just basically what's going on in the world of professional wrestling, so to speak. We're going to talk, you know, and do rants and things like that. One of the things we did know we want to do because we wanted to call the show This Is Awesome, but we couldn't. So we decided to have a This Is Awesome segment, which basically made make us pick something for the week that we liked. Because, you know, one thing so I like about you your format, show. You had segments ready yeah, to go. You had formats right, ready to go. Yeah. Right. Segments, all that stuff. Because one of the things I like about your show is that it's positive. That's the whole point of your show. Like, it's very positive yeah. in what you do. And that's kind of what I wanted. To, I mean, we're going to complain, but I wanted to have a positive mo- segment on it too. You know, sure. Um, so yeah, so basically, we just we kind of just uh, slowly adding more ideas and coming up with ways, and just uh, you know, and one of the key things too that I wanted to do is every episode had a title. It wasn't just episode one, whatever. I wanted to try to get creative in titles. Some titles are just WrestleMania review or whatever, but for the most part, I, I try to like whatever we talked about or whatever we said, I threw in. You know, a name, and it started on the second episode when we started talking about Funaki. And I said, so I called the episode because it was just crazy out of nowhere. We talked about Funaki, so I said, "What the Funaki was the name of the episode?" So, and that's where okay. it kind of started that trend of, you know, of just having weird names for episodes. So, yeah. So then the, you're, you've got your show developed, and you've got your segments going. As you guys kept recording, and you kept getting more listeners, and you were started growing your audience a little bit. How did your show evolve? Did you listen to feedback or just talk amongst yourselves? Where'd you, how'd you end up to kind of where you ended up now? Yeah, so I did, um, yeah, I was listening to feedback. I reached out to people, had people respond. Um, most of it was positive, though. So, I mean, it didn't really have very much negative stuff, honestly. It was all positive, Good. which I liked. But at the same time, I, I was like, ah, tell me something to make it better. And everybody was like, no, just keep doing it. I was like, okay. So we kept doing it. But then our own personal we were like oh we can make it better this way and this way and this started adding different segments adding different things one of the then we quit just we may have a topic and then we quit just discussing with each other what we was going to talk about because we feel we realized that when we really started talking about what we're going to talk about it it kind of very it made it very um uh, scripted, even though it wasn't. First, you yeah, know? I, I get it. I get it for yeah. sure. Yeah. So we just literally just started winging it, and it turned into some of the best episodes because we would get into legit heated arguments um, about the topics. And um, so yeah, one of the things I like about your show, I think I've told you this before, is how much you guys bust each other's balls. Yeah. Like that's one of my, and I think that part of why you got so much positive feedback because that doesn't come off as rehearsed it comes off as genuine it is completely not yeah there's times where jk will think me and jeremy really are hating we're yelling at each other going off and then we're done recording and then we're like oh that was great we have five he's like what just happened he goes he's because he's all like freaking out like he thought we're really about to go with blows and we're like no man it was just great we just had different opinions we're fine and like yeah and it's for the show, but at the same time, it, it shows that, honestly, I mean, we, we live in a crazy world, but it, it shows that we literally can have separate topics. We literally can have a heated debate, but yet we can just be, we're fine. We get along. We, we don't, you know, we're not going to change each other's opinions. Um, it, sometimes we have, you know, believe it or not, we have, oh, you're right. Actually, you're right. I'm sorry. You know, and I'm like, whoa, what? Did this has happened? You know? <laughs> so, and those are fun. Of course, that happened later on down the, down the uh, years of the episodes, because at first we were still wanting to keep our 
um, uh, persona. But uh, Jeremy always seemed to be the heel. The first we started, Jeremy was always the heel, and I was like the the Michael Cole. He would call me of the show, very <laughs> straight face, very this is that. Well, someone's going to drive, right? Someone's going to drive. <laughs> but it kind of turned into where sometimes I'm I might be the heel at that moment too. It just depends on the topic, and I and I think that's kind of like you were mentioned. I think that to me, what gave it its own flavor and made it real because it was. I was just like, I'm not going to. Be, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about this this topic. I'm going to talk about it. You know, I'm going to say so this. Is your stuff for people that don't know? Is your show? Is it mostly current stuff, or is it you go back? Or because I, I, obviously you have ringside podcast as a blanket for all right. wrestling. You're not a WWE or a TNA or AEW only podcast. So where, where do you? What lane do you stay in? Are you current, past? Where are you guys at? We, we're definitely current. Um, yeah, I do want to do, um, and that's something coming up uh, this year that we've talked about, uh, and we talked to talked about it before. Just never pulled the trigger. I do want to do stuff that kind of similar to what you do. I've taken ideas, you know, um, or, or inspired. I would say I don't, I don't like taking ideas. I kind of inspired and do something different a little bit. But where you kind of like would watch something from Ode and kind of review it and stuff like that. Where I know mm-hmm. you've done some watch alongs and whatnot. So. Yeah, um, I, I like those things because I do like to hear Shivani and Bischoff and those guys do when they do that stuff too. And I'm like, but I don't want to do a watch along. I would like to do a, we all watch it and then we come back and talk about it, which I think you've done yeah. as well. So sure, it, it's um, those I, are those are much easier than watch alongs. Watch alongs are tough because you feel like you have to talk the entire time. Right, right. And so that's kind of you know that's something we've got. And I have you know it, it'll it'll be a now. I mean, I'm announcing it here for the first time, I guess, but. As far as our format, there is going to be a unique about our format, and I'll, and I'll, when I, when uh, that comes up later this year, you'll go, oh, that is cool. I never thought of that, and it is something <laughs> that no one's never thought of in a review of something owed. Um, so it's pretty cool, and I'm and I'm gonna have different guests from time to time. Like, re- so like we'll have a a guest on that literally watched whatever we're wanting to watch, so we can do they can they can get involved too. So I think it's just gonna be us three or two. Because sometimes here lately, it's just been me and Jeremy with JK uh, with the pandemic. He's not able to record, yeah. but you know things like that. So it's 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 just take, trying to make what the are, show better. What what are some of your um, things you did either initially and maybe even still now to get listeners to grow your audience, or did you just record shows and see what happened? What did you do? Obviously, we talked a lot about your marketing and your branding and stuff, but yeah. any other things that you guys did or so that we, you do? I should say because well, like you're the driver of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it's. Um, Constantly trying, I mean, and this is something that actually um, I know you're going. I know I know one of the questions you've asked others. You're going to ask me is about advice and stuff. This is one of the things that I yeah. still well, we struggle can, we can with. Tie it all together, yeah, yeah. Still something I try to do and try and try to get uh, try to get. I, I want to. I need a social media person really because it's hard for me to run this and we got so many different things going on. I need somebody to const- constantly tweeting, constantly do stuff. That's why I admire you. You're constantly yeah. tweeting and talking and doing all this stuff and. But that's kind of what uh, what grew it at first was that tagging people, t- tweeting, asking for retweets, having guests on, having them promote it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And then when they come on, Mitchin the show where you can find it and then try to keep those listeners. So it took a little bit. I mean, uh, I was shocked that the first, you know, few episodes had, you know, 25, 30 listeners. I was like, holy cow, wow, this is crazy. And some of them, and, and you look at them, and of course, these are numbers to bus bus sprout is where we run everything through but this is these are numbers through there and they could be they're not officially there could be less or more or whatever however they they work out but then having people like in australia and japan and we had this huge following in japan started up and next thing you know we're at 150 listeners and 200 listeners and it's like what the what's going on here and i think it was just that 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 might tie into your regional thing too like it's, it's you're pretty unique to someone 
in the other side of the world, I would say. True. I mean, we, we do, and, and this took a little time because we kept constantly going to OVW shows and work, and I, me and having connections kept constantly building this rapport. I mean, we became kind of the official podcast for OVW because, and this is before, you know, yeah. I was involved as a, as a performer or a talent at OVW. So, like, this is kind of like you know building that that connection and that and that partnership. That's kind of like, hey, we want to be you want to you want to you want your guys to be interviewed. Send them to us. We'll interview them, and that's what we started doing. We started interviewing OVW guys, people Smart. that they've heard about, but yet uh, you know they they remember OVW in the past. Is it still around? It is. Okay, well I've heard about this Logan James. I've heard about this Tony Gunn. I've heard about this Randall Floyd or Randall Oral. All these different people, and we started just putting it out there and those people retweeting rip rogers then retweeting because those are his guys he trained you know so it those kind of just build and then of course we would just we would just network like crazy just with people that i i kind of already knew um and, and and try to use that you know i mean I, as best as i could a couple more things before we go on we'll wrap up this portion of the interview i say then we'll talk about some more fun stuff less yeah. technical stuff so two things one, what are your goals for your show? Do you have any? Is just to keep recording it? And then two, what are some of your favorite episodes that you've done that you're particularly proud of? If you if you want people to say, hey, go find us, listen to episode 92 or whatever whatever one it is. Yeah, so um, as far as the goals of the show, I mean, I, of course, I would love it to be bigger than what it is even today and more and more. And it's, and it's just because the whole reason I started this was not just a – yes, it was to do, do something fun because I love the wrestling business. But at the same time, I did want to be – I did want it to, you know, um, to use it as a platform to basically get into the business – um, I was thinking a different way that I got into the business, but it just kind of like a, uh, what's his name? Um, um, uh, Peter Rosen, um, Peter Rosenberg or, or, or what's his, yeah. uh, Sam Roberts, Sam like Roberts. that kind of way, like yeah. that kind of thing. I was like, Oh yeah, I'll get, I'll get all the great interviews from WB. I want to get bigger so that I can get the WB guys to interview and the, and the TNA guys and whatever. And then it just, um, kind of turned into a different direction, but it's still like going in that, that if that makes sense in that direction. Cause I've, I've got, some big yeah. top guy, Jeff Jarrett, Jerry the King Lawler, Brian Christopher before he passed away, like all these guys that's that's been on the show and it's it's through these connections. So and I guess the goal is to eventually still be there. I love to be where the official podcast of OVW. I love to up I hate to say upgrade, but it kinda kinda is still at this moment. Go maybe the official podcast and impact. Maybe then work out sure. a deal with WB, things like that. I love to kind of get that where I can get those interviews and get those people. And the main thing is, is I don't want it to be a, just a, a where they go ask the same questions. So like I try to, I try to ask different stuff because I was always interested in what the person is outside of wrestling more than I was what their favorite match they wrestled in. Did or you when you were when you interviewed these guys because you mentioned you have interviewed some bigger names, did you have any influencers? You mentioned you like certain do were there any interviewer styles of other podcasts that you're like, oh I like what this guy this guy or that guy does? Um uh Vince Russo for sure. Um I like that okay. he what he did in the past. Now he doesn't really interview people anymore, but in the past uh, the law live audio wrestling. Uh, John Pollock, the way he interviews people is is pretty bright on. He'll ask he'll ask a couple of like serious things and then kind of go around the fun stuff. Um, that's kind of pretty much it. I mean, uh, you know, I just kind of uh, oh, I mean, of course when um, uh, Jericho would do his show. I mean, Jericho kind of really goes broad beyond whatever that he kind of like goes outside of things a little bit too as yeah. well. So it's kind of like that idea. Like I wanted, I kind of use those and kind of put my own spin on it. 
Um, you know, you try to keep a try to keep a, a pass, but then you can kind of veer off a little bit on these little little, little topics mm-hmm. that you might find interesting. Yeah, it happens for sure. I mean, one my favorite episode you guys interview is your interview with Al Snow. Yeah. Not one because I think Al's a great interview, period. Yeah. But yours was done face to face, and then we'll kind of transition to what we're going to talk about next. Yeah. For those who want to listen to that one, it's episode 100 yep. of the Ringside Podcast, I believe. And it's a really long, almost two hour interview. You sit down with Al, and <laughs> yeah. he comes off as intimidating, but not in like a mean way. He's just like, no, this is my reasoning. Let me explain to you why. Right. And it's super interesting. I, even if you're not going to listen to every ringside podcast, listen to that one just because it's a great interview. You guys did a great job by not being intimidated by him. I know he's a little bit of a colleague of yours, somewhat kind of. Yeah. Um, but at the same point, he um, came off a little bit like challenged you, challenged the interviewer, which I thought was very cool. So yeah. check that out. That is very, that is probably job. my favorite episode. And that and, and, and actually uh, that also long was the 100th episode to debut our brand new our official theme song our own we used AJ, AJ Styles copyrighted theme song yeah. forever which was a great theme song and the way we did it but it was another we had a it was like hey we're kind of re- you know a new launch and a, a big new start something bigger uh, so that is that is probably my favorite episode because of that reason now this and the reason is that yes all that a lot of stuff Al's talked about I have learned that under Al Snow over the last months or year before that but it was getting it out on the platform where others can hear it, and I knew that um, that I, I remember just wa- it was fun watching Jeremy and J.K. with their mouths drop as yeah. Al Snow took them to church, and I don't mean that in a in like I'm putting them like right. in a negative way, just like oh my gosh, the knowledge people got to listen right there. Have, yeah, yeah, they have to listen to understand what we're talking about. So go find that Ringside Podcast hundredth episode with Al Snow. You won't regret it. So let's transition here. So yeah. people might be like, what the hell? Daniel's friends with Al Snow. What is he talking about here? So <laughs> Daniel um, is a referee yeah. for multiple organizations. He'll basically uh, have gear, will travel. Um, right. But you, uh, right right now you're doing some stuff for OVW. We're doing stuff for Ohio Valley Wrestling, which Al Snow is the owner of. Mm-hmm. And also uh, you'll see you on Impact yeah. TV from time yeah. to time too as well. So – how did you? We'll start. How did you start being a ref? Where you're just like, I want to do it, and then where? How did you end up from starting to be a ref to OVW to Impact? Like, how did that happen? How, yep. does, how does that? How does that happen? Well, so um, as I mentioned before, I had friends in the business. I've been wanting to get involved in the business. I had uh, one of my good friends who passed away tragically uh, a couple years ago. The second stint of uh, of um, of cancer was Matt Capitelli. And Matt Capitelli, who was a tough enough three winner, would always encourage me to to to, um, to get involved in wrestling. Well, I was like, I'm my size, I can't be a wrestler. I knew I wasn't gonna do anything. And he was always like, Yeah, but you you can in the Indies, you can do this. There's other stuff you can do. I think it was mine. He probably thought referee, probably thought this, but knowing what I know now in the business, he couldn't tell me, Oh, just come be a ref, because yeah. it wouldn't be appealing. I wouldn't probably, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do the right training or whatever. My mind wouldn't be on what I needed to be on. So I get that understanding now. But um, then I was just like, no, no, push it off, push it off. And uh, when he passed away, uh, well, uh, right at the time, um, he was was not when he passed away, when he started his um, uh, his his second stint and going through his chemo and everything again, we were reaching out about doing a fundraiser at OVW and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get involved somehow, shape or form. Uh, at the same time, there was another benefit show, and actually, if you listen to episode twenty-three of the Ring Sub Podcast, we, we well, way had, back machine, <laughs> yeah, way back machine, we had um, 
uh, we had a guy on, uh, I think it was 23. I have to look back. I'm, I might be off on that number. But we had a guy called Big Ticket Brandon Ables, and he was doing a fundraiser for a little girl. Um, and um, it basically was a, uh, you know, like a to get her a wheelchair. She needed a wheelchair for, for a rare disease she had. And um, I jokingly said on the show, I said, hey, if you ever need a special guest referee, I'm your man, you know, like that. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. That just became like, you know, banter on the show. Didn't think anything of it. We get done recording. He goes, hey, man, I'm serious about you want a referee. We can use you as a ref. He goes, I go, what? And he was like, I go, dude, oh, no, man. I'm, I, I was just, I was joking about that. He goes, well, I'm serious. You want to come in? And I mean, I'm not just talking about one match, like, like other matches. You have the look. Like you, I was like, yeah, but I really haven't had the training. He goes, have you watched wrestling all your life? I was like, well, yeah, I know. He goes, trust me, just come in. I'll get you the right guy. So I came in, did that show. Um, and then, and that show, I met some other people that, uh, J-Mo was the guy who's been on the show before, a good friend of mine. Um, he's a wrestler, indie wrestler. He he kind of like took me under his wing and was like, "Hey man, you've got the look. This is your first show. Like you did, you did phenomenal. Like we need to bring you to this show." And he just kept like bringing me to shows, and I just kept learning under different tr- under learning trees and just people that mm-hmm. have been under Rip Rogers and at OVW and other places, and just started kind of kind of getting the hang of it and watching constantly watching guys on TV and stuff and um and that just turned into um, an opportunity came where. Uh, there was a there was a a, uh, a uh, local company called Grindhouse, which had a lot of former OVW guys, but they would run on Sundays in the area, and they would do like a YouTube type show, but it wasn't on YouTube yet at the time. But they were building for that, and they had Jimmy Hart uh, at the show, and I'm trying to think who else the person was now. Uh, but anyways, they told me to come there and I can ref, and this is the first time working with an IFB in my ear. So it's like, well, we're gonna have a camera, you know, it's no big deal. Work with that. We'll just give you time cues or whatnot, and. So I kind of like on the job training there, learned that, and I just kept constantly trying to get um, talk to guys and you know, get better and better. And next thing I know, those guys connected to guys at OVW, and with all my connections with guys that are already OVW, OVW needed a referee, and they needed more reps at least, and they wanted a referee. And everyone, like a group of people, oh, I know a guy, Daniel Spencer, he does the podcast we did, blah, 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 he's great. And so then they re- having to reach out to um, his name is Rudy Switchblade, uh, who and Too Tough Tony. If anybody ever know, know the name Too Tough Tony, he was the owner of Grindhouse. But I reached out to them and said, "Hey, if we, uh, we're is Daniel good rep? Like, how is he like getting his getting getting their info?" And they they gave me a good uh, good good uh, uh, um, recommendation. Yeah. And the next thing I know, I'm uh, I'm I'm invited or coming to work with OVW now in the state of Kentucky I had to get my Kentucky wrestling license because all the groundhouse stuff was in Indiana all the stuff a referee was in Indiana before so I had to get my license so it took a little bit of time but then I um, I debuted at OVW and they put me in like a big like um, uh, big match that was like an angle that car with the belt the women's title belt that calls the a finish that had to reverse the belt and all so it was like it basically st- Put me in the wolves, huh? Right in the fire. (laughs) Yeah, but it put me in there though. Also, as a, I'm I'm a referee. Like my 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 uh, I'm official. Whatever I say goes. Kind of kind of moment. And so that just kind of it just took off from there. And then um, I just kept you know constantly going to training. I was now training under Al Snow, uh, going to the training classes and and just doing um, what I did to do. Constantly studying and studying, watching film review. And then, I mean, it just, things just happened. Impact came in to do a show. I met the people at Impact, got to work that show, got to actually do the main event. Um, 
They were impressed that a few months later they invited me to come to TV, but uh, in Toronto, but I couldn't, I didn't have my passport, so I couldn't go. So I had to turn it down. And then, um, but I just kept working hard, working at other shows, working more and more on TV, working with other bigger stars, mm-hmm. doing things. And it just, it just kind of, you know, it, it, one thing about wrestling is that when you, you, um, I've learned, and you've heard a lot of probably indie guys talk about this showing up, you know, and, and working hard or whatever. It, it is. You, you show up, you, you bust your ass, you, you know, you, um, you, you be presentable. You do every, you do anything you want. You, you're there. You're ready to go. If they tell, and there's yeah. been times where they say, "Oh no, we don't need, we don't need. You're not refing this match, or you're not refing this show," but you're there, and you're, you're okay. That's fine. Well, then what else do you need me to do? And that's yeah. the and that was the attitude I was taught just in life period, but also, you know, that's the way it should be brought up. And I think that, you know, just kind of helped me um, get into the right eyes, so to speak, of people. Um, and then, um, and now I'm, I'm, I'm not an official contract yet, but that's okay. But I am uh, for the last eleven weeks and a few more weeks to come. I've been on Impact Television every week. So well, it sounds like this kind of ties hide in hand from the start of this interview when you when you were talking about how you're hustling to start your show and doing all this stuff beforehand. Yeah, it carried over your work ethic into what you're doing now with this being a ref. And I made the joke like, "Have gear, will travel," but you'll go wherever. And I we we were talking about WrestleMania before it got postponed or canceled. I was like, "You going?" You're like, "Well, I'm trying to get booked somewhere, so maybe we'll see. I want to see if anybody wants me. I'll show up and and do it." So I actually had I I was going to be working. It's one of those things where at that time. Um, right before WrestleMania, that's when Impact uh, brought me in to work Atlanta's TV tapings. It was the last TV yeah. tapings they did. Uh, in Atlanta, I pretty much kind of like was going to be, I wasn't, a, I mean, I was going to be at Tampa to, work, to help mm-hmm. with their Impact TNA show. Uh, was also other things I was going to do. Like there was other, there was other things I was going to do um, uh, at, at WrestleCon and all this other stuff. So like I had things kind of set but it wasn't it's one thing weird about sometimes in wrestling it's like oh yeah yeah just you you have to you just show up like bring your yeah. gear show up well and then you're oh yeah yeah dude we're gonna use him yeah he's we know him yeah put him in this match you know whatever um and that happens a lot in wrestling sometimes it happens where you can show up and you're not you know and then well we a guy so and so didn't make it or so and so is injured or can't can't do this spot oh well this guy's can you know so a lot not all of that happens too that's why you're like you said that, that you joke but it's the truth show up bring your gear be ready to do anything you know and um and well, thinks that all that got canceled but think of how much better you've gotten just since then and like it, whatever the next big show weekend is how much more experience you're gonna have right so well, that's pretty cool to think too yeah I mean it, it's one of those things too where I am one of the only and you can you can name on your hand on your well two hands I guess you can count <laughs> on your on your hands and, and within less than 10 or less the number of refs right now that actually have been working during this pandemic and have done empty arena matches like legit on tv empty arena matches now you can you can joke and say there's a lot of indie guys that's worked in empty arena yes i get all that <laughs> oh well bad joke yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i get all that yeah that's true and then when you're training you're basically in an empty arena too as well but it's still a little different and so there's i'm one of the i'm one of i'm in that small few of people that's been able to do that because even even technically now aew is not really empty arena because they've got like so many people in their in their staff and stuff there so i don't even call them empty arena anymore Uh, although you know for the most part um and um yeah so it's kind of i'm one of the select so it's kind of i'm i'm blessed to be able to say that and uh 
and it has. Well, I just think it's you, know, you working hard, like you said. I mean, you yeah. you're, you've kind of. I don't. I, it sounds like you're trying to justify it, but don't justify it. You've worked hard, and it, you've basically talked about it. I followed your little journey along the way too, and it's been cool. Yeah. So. Well, you have been, because it's I mean, cool to see. Like we, you know, we became friends actually through our another a mutual friend, Carrie, when he did your show, and we kind of reached yeah. out and 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 hooked up, and then. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you pretty much have been there from the start of this whole journey, and uh, I remember you. Were, I remember that one time you sent me a text and was like, "Hey, referee." Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, I think I saw you on TV or something. I'm like, what's up, yeah. ref? Yeah, but yeah, it's crazy. And you know, another thing too with like podcasts, like I've met you and like other people. Like we mm-hmm. don't see each other all the time, but if there's like a big weekend show, I'm like, I know. I'm like, hey, what's up, Daniel? I'll, just, I'll go grab you or whatever. You'll grab me or whatever, and yeah. out of a crowd. So it's it's pretty cool to to do, and hopefully we'll be back at that sometime soon and oh, I'm sure. I'll be able to I'll be able to scream at the ref how will you blind ref or something next time you I go to an yeah, impact show I, and you're there that's okay like that. that's that's all good and you know and the <laughs> other thing too that I've throw this out there I mean I know it's not the other company but uh but I mean I have done WB extra work twice yeah. in the last yeah, you're uh, the uh, year. no way Jose line right let's let's end that's got to be a fun story so uh, let's tell those two stories and then yeah. we'll wrap up our year. so let's so, tell your extra no way Jose conga line deal yeah so I was uh in about a it was a year ago it was when the, the Lars Sullivan push was happening before he got injured I uh I was in the No Way Jose conga line where basically they 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 tell you to bring the colorful stuff or whatever possible but they give there's a there's a there's like a wardrobe area we can go grab more stuff so I had like some rainbow type of looking unicorn was the was what it was what it said on there but I had to cover the, the unicorn stuff and uh it was all rainbowish and I put it on these the shirt or whatever and then I was uh I, I went over to Doug and I saw this tutu this rainbow tutu. I was like, ah, oh, I got to put that on. So I put that on. And then uh, Randall Floyd, who actually was an extra at the time too, was like, hey, I got this bandana that I'm not going to use that because he had a mat. He was actually in a match. He said he brought it yeah. for in a way. He said, you could use it. So it was bright pink. I tied it on my head, which matched everything. It looked great. Getting ready. To, so our, the spot was basically we would come out, dance with No Way Jose all the way around the ring. Laura Sullivan comes out. He comes. He comes down. He looks over, sees us. The girls run, but he grabs every guy and, and demolishes them. Throw, beats one down, tackles one, throws one in oh, on the on the post, throws one on the on the um, uh, up against the, the guardrail. I guess is what you would call it, the rail. Yeah. Throws one in the ring. Like all these different things would happen. So um, I was originally going to be the guy he threw on the post, uh, but. Um, but I guess he wanted somebody a little bit smaller, so he went with somebody else to throw on the post. So hey, that's I a compliment been, for you. You're not that tiny. Yeah, You're not that exactly. Small. <laughs> uh, well, he's the first one he picked. He goes, uh, "You come here. I'll, I'll pick you." And he grabbed me. He goes, "Oh, well, maybe you." <laughs> so it was funny. <laughs> uh, but he's a super. By the way, Dollar Silva is a sweetheart of a guy. He really is. Great guy. Um, and very one of the working with those professionals. Like when I took because I took a bump from him, and I took bumps as a ref and. It goes to show you the professionalism that WWE has, those guys, how good they are. Because I didn't, and kayfabe, I know, but I didn't feel a thing, man. It was yeah. so, he hit me and I went down. It was all me. Like, I didn't, I if anything it hurt, it was what I did. It wasn't what he did. It was amazing yeah. how professional they are at that level. But it was interesting to be a part of that and see all the... All the uh, you know, uh, you watch every you you basically watch everything happening before the show happens. So it's just kind of an interesting way to be a part of that. And the catering's amazing. I've heard you, heard you say that. But the iconics, the iconics did tell me that I had the best outfit. 
of of all the uh, of all the. You got the, that uh, going for you. Don't tell yes. your uh, missus or whatever. Yeah, I mean, no, uh, I I uh, well, no, I'll let her know. But uh, so okay, that way, yeah, that's I, I did let her know at the time. And then the second time I was um, which I was I've been in Raw and SmackDown twice and used once and once not in each time. But the second time was earlier this year. I was part of the Baron Corbin uh, court uh, security yeah. court carrying him down the. Yeah, and then the Usos dove on me and uh, knocked me out. So um, I remember that there were screenshots you sent me because you're like texting me. You're like, "Hey, why?" You would always text me. You're like, "Hey, make yeah. sure you're watching tonight." I'm like, yeah. "Ooh, I know someone on TV tonight." Well, and so. that's the thing about extra work fun. is that you don't know what you're going to do. So a lot of people yeah. like, you know, oh, let me know you're going to be on. I wish. I, well, you don't really know until it could there. Get cut too, yeah, it could get cut like, as well. Yes, and uh, and so you don't know. So it's kind of like when you when it's official. Okay, hey. Watch at this time frame. This is a, this is what you're going to see or whatever, and then you can't. You still can't post on social media. So even if I could do that, I could say, hey, you know, but yeah. I can't. So I got to reach out just a few people, and then later, er, then later, everybody tags me like crazy when there's a screenshot. So yeah, uh, it's, it's fun, fun stuff, and those are fun stories. And I'm glad we got to wrap up with those stories as well as your ref stories, and the whole basically history of where you started to where you're at now i think yours is a little is unique from every interview i've done so so far every interview we've done in this series has been unique so it's been really cool so daniel thanks for coming on and everyone again if you want to follow the ringside podcast pretty simple it's at a ringside podcast in all forms of social media which is very important as we learned today uh then the host as we talked to at daniel spencer you can follow his referee stuff and everything else fun that he may tweet from time to time. But go ahead and look him up. Anywhere, anywhere you favorite, find your favorite podcast from Ringside Podcast is there. And if you find anyone else, let Daniel know because he has a trademark. So he will take legal action against And I've done that Daniel once has. already in Mexico. So uh. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Well, anything else you want to plug before we wrap up, man? Because thanks so much for coming on. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, July 18th is a little show called Slimiversary. Make sure you you get on the Fight uh, app and my purchase daughter's that. Fifth, my daughter's fifth birthday, so we'll see if I can sneak it up if she goes to bed. Yeah. But Slammiversary, we will keep an eye on it for that because the Impact shows are fun, and wrestling's been interesting now, but it's cool to see the adjustments we're making. We're still getting entertainment on TV, so Impact's another one where people could check out. So awesome. Yeah. Oh, fun. I'll, I'll I'll share one little fun little thing to sure. little little um, Easter egg. So the big uh, debut uh, or big um, teaser anniversary uh, video that has been out there that shows the the guy drinking the whiskey and watching the video. Right? You've seen that. You've seen that. You've seen that video from Impact. It, I've seen it on retweeted a couple of times. Yeah. Yes, I have. So the, the the glass and the whiskey is actually my glass from my hotel and my whiskey. Uh, my legit whiskey uh, in that uh, whole thing. So yeah, there you go. That's Look a little at your, Easter egg there. Your, your 50 minutes of fame right there in that video. So I love <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Daniel, thanks for coming on again, guys. Ringside Podcast. Follow them, and of course, Daniel Spencer as well on Twitter. So thanks, man, for coming on. Thanks. Appreciate it. He's just a common man. Again, thanks, Daniel, for coming on. Really appreciate that. And like I said, it was a little bit of a different interview. One, the audio was a little different than normal. Uh, There was some goofiness with recording and figuring out who was going to do what, but it's okay. It's okay that I don't sound completely professional all the time, right? Uh, So thanks, Daniel, for sending that over. And also it was a different interview because of his experiences and his hustle and his kind of how he views his show and how he views creating stuff. So Hope you guys have enjoyed these shows. I'm going to try to do a few more. I've got a few more hosts on the deck. And if you guys think of one, 
a content creator, YouTube person, whatever, that you want to hear me interview, let me know. And shoot me an old PPW podcast and tag them as well. And maybe we can make it work out. It's been a lot of fun and there's been some good feedback on this. So hopefully you guys are enjoying it as much as I am doing them. Uh, Eric's going to be back hopefully sometime this week. Him and I have a really cool show idea for you guys. You know what? I'll just I'll just say it. it's going to be a uh, talking about rematches. So, for example, Macho Man Randy Savage or Macho King Randy Savage for Zoltimore WrestleMania 7, great match. They also had a pretty good rematch at SummerSlam 92. So we'll talk about some of those rematches that have happened across our wrestling fandom time. So be on the lookout for that, and that'll be an official number show. I think it'll be 99. So getting close to that magical 100 official number show. Appreciate everyone for sticking with us through all of this fun, crazy times that we're all living in. Uh, appreciate all of our podcast buddies. Appreciate everyone out there, such as the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Follow them at Fully Posable. Our friends, of course, the Ringside Podcast, where Daniel Spencer is from. Eric and Barry at Doing the Favor. Make sure you give them a follow and a listen. Uh, our friend Joe at the Our Vantage Point. Joe and Quinn, I should say, at the Our Vantage Point Wrestling Podcast, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And there's also... A handful of other ones I always forget, but make sure you follow them. Oh, Lee from the Raw's Nitro podcast. Always an Australia podcast, <laughs> even though he's not a regional. He's, uh, he's, they, they look at two different shows uh, from WWF, WCW, and compare them. And it's a lot of fun. I was a guest on his show a while ago, and he was a guest on mine. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's show. And if you have any questions or comments or feedback, as always, PPW Podcast on Twitter. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye.